catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday morning, August 5th. I'm Matthew Bell, and this is The Point from WUFT News. For the past three weeks, jurors who will decide the fate of the Parkland school shooter have heard about the massacre that left 17 people dead more than four years ago. Yesterday, they saw where it happened. Under the court's supervision, 22 jurors toured Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School's 1200 building. A few reporters were allowed to accompany the jury. WLRN's Gerard Albert III spoke with Sun Sentinel reporter Rafael Almeida hours after he toured the building. The building has been left almost intact since the shooting. The descriptions of the 1200 building in court have been horrific. Can you describe what you saw inside? The building amounts to a time capsule at this point. We are transported as we walk in, um, not to August 4th, uh, 2022, but we're back in February 14th, 2018. Um, We can see celebrations as they were happening. We can see teddy bears and boxes of chocolates that will never be opened. we see love letters that that are uh, that are written as part of a classroom exercise, and we see the horror. We see the nightmare of what took place there. There is blood everywhere. There are shards of glass, uh, pellets of glass everywhere, um, from when he shot out the windows of so many classroom doors. Uh, what he left behind was utter chaos. Nobody should have to see that ever again. Members of the jury were given instructions not to touch anything or move anything and not to discuss what they saw with each other. They've already been exposed to so much graphic evidence. How did they react today? Well, we were not able to follow the jury directly. We weren't in the same room as them as they were going through all of the evidence. So we can tell you that as they were walking in, uh, two of the jurors appeared to be uh, offering emotional support to each other as as if to say, we'll get through this together. Um, but that's, a, that's a, an observation um, where maybe, maybe we're reading into it. I'm not sure. But it's what it looked like to us. Um, this jury has been well advised to not discuss the case, to not let their feelings be known, Uh, to not share anything with anyone, including each other. And as they were leaving, it was clear that they took that duty very seriously because they did not betray emotion. They did not betray horror. They did not betray heartbreak. Um, They looked like people who had been to a building because they were instructed to do so. They walked through it and they walked out. Lawyers on both sides argued about whether or not they should let jurors see the school. What is the prosecution hoping to achieve by showing jurors the classrooms and the hallways that have been preserved as evidence for nearly four and a half years? The prosecution has to prove certain aggravating factors beyond a reasonable doubt. Among those factors is that this crime was especially uh, heinous, atrocious, and cruel that it was cold, calculated, and premeditated, um, and that it caused great bodily harm or the threat of great bodily harm. 
we can appreciate that from the testimony, but being in the building uh, magnifies the scope of each of those elements. This jury now has more than they ever have before a sense of what it was like to be a student at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas on February 14, 2018. Rafael Omeda is a reporter with the Sun Sentinel. Thanks, Rafael. Thank you. That was WLRN's Broward County reporter Gerard Albert III. Prosecutors rested their case yesterday afternoon. Later this month, defense lawyers for confessed school shooter Nicholas Cruz will give their opening statements and call witnesses. Now, let's get you caught up in today's top headlines. Despite a recent lull in activity, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration still expects an above-average hurricane season. La Nina continues to play a significant role in tropical development for the remainder of the season, among other factors. Forecasters at NOAA's Climate Prediction Center released their mid-season outlook Thursday, and little has changed from their first outlook issued in May. If the forecast verifies, it will mark the seventh consecutive year of above-average tropical activity. With decreasing atmospheric dust in the Atlantic and warm sea surface temperatures in the region, tropical development will become increasingly possible. State transportation officials axed a proposal that would have extended Florida's turnpike from its current ending at Interstate 75 near Wildwood East to connect with US-19. WUSF reports that large areas in Citrus, Sumter, Levy, and Marion counties would have been affected by the plan. Officials cited swelling public opposition since the project was introduced last year. State transportation planners will instead look at expanding I-75 North, where it connects to the turnpike. Tallahassee Memorial is now in the top 25 hospitals in the state, according to U.S. News and World Report rankings. An official with the hospital says the assessment is highly coveted. Rankings are based on several performance measures, including patient experience, patient survival, complication rate, and level of nursing care. WFSU reports the new ranking also designates the hospital in the upper tier of the 4,500 hospitals in the country that were included in the survey. Environmental advocacy groups nationwide are pushing for the Biden administration to take more measures against coal ash. WMFE reports this includes the Stanton Energy Center in Orlando. Coal ash is the waste that remains after coal is burned. The waste has been linked to cancer and other ailments. The group wants the Environmental Protection Agency to address a federal loophole that leaves nearly a billion tons of coal ash unregulated. The Orlando Utilities Commission, which oversees Stanton, says the coal ash is safe and has adopted a plan to phase out coal-based power production by 2027. Governor Ron DeSantis has removed Hillsborough County State Attorney Andrew Warren. WUSF reports the removal comes amid the governor's claims that Warren would not enforce any current or potential state laws regarding abortion or transgender health care. DeSantis appointed Susan Lopez, a Hillsborough County judge since 2021, to serve as state attorney for the 13th Judicial Circuit while Warren serves his suspension. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Matthew Bell, and this is The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great weekend.